0: Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns. Since 2013, Bombus has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. So my next interview is with Koki Gitroich. We, we had a blast, uh, at least I did. I hope she did, too, uh, talking about her new film, How to Build a Girl, starring Beanie Feldstein. And, you know, this film uh, was at the uh, Toronto International Film Festival and got great reviews. And, I, I mean, I would call it a, a real, real crowd-pleaser on a whole lot of levels. And, and Koki and I uh we we were able to i think go pretty deep on this i mean this is a this is a bit of a road movie it seems to me this is about a young woman uh fi- finding herself in a variety of different ways um how's this um I'm reading reading right from the press kit um as this young woman uh, dolly wild gains notoriety uh starts to question if this was the right girl to build and so this is kind of, I mean maybe that doesn't make a whole lot of sense but this is kind of what the film is really all about this is about a woman, young woman who's building herself into something else and something other and then you know kind of finds herself uh, in, in the process. Koki, I hope that's okay uh, for an intro but we we, we talked about uh, this being a film about friendship and loyalty and, and passion and about that commitment and that, that commitment to family actually um, it really is a, a beautiful Beautiful, fun, thoughtful, touching film. It's a great cast. Wonderful little cameos throughout. It's a prophetic tale, really, for parents and and kids alike, if you ask me. And 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 Cookie and I talk 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 about how this really was a labor of love for her. And uh, it's full of uh, fun stuff, lots of humor, but lots of things too to to take you uh, a, a little deeper. As 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 Cookie might say, this is a you know this is a journey that you're going to go on. And as you you sort of discover. Uh, yourself, and you discover uh, sort of what's next. So stay tuned and and um, stay tuned for, for what, what we end up talking about, this thing called life, this real, messy, wonderful uh, thing called life in, in Koki Gedroyd's film, uh, How to Build a Girl, coming right up don't forget DavidPeckLive.com for more information about my writing and my speaking you can purchase a copy of real changes incremental there uh, if you are so inclined and uh, don't forget face to face live.ca for a whole host of other interviews uh, coming up uh, on 500 interviews this or early next year we've got lots coming up from tiff some really exciting stuff uh, already have a few of those published if you want to advertise with face to face you can certainly do that reach out to us through our email address uh, on the website you can get into the the newsletter sign up for that by the way you can get into the newsletters uh, which go out monthly to a pretty pretty big database we've got social media we've got a good following there you can advertise on the podcast itself shout outs and and banner ads and so on on the website so please do reach out and uh if you can't do that or you don't want to do that or you don't have it's not on your to-do list, then you might be able to support us. So you can do that through patreon.com uh and uh you know, maybe uh donate to us on a monthly basis to help support the work we're doing. And if you can't do that, maybe the third thing and the last thing you might be able to do and tick off your to do list is is leave us a review on iTunes. We really would appreciate that. It it really does make a difference and and helps us to get word on the street about what we're doing. A uh, little bit of digital uh, social media uh, goes a long way, and don't forget too. Uh, Rabble.ca is another platform where face to face is host- hosted, uh, alongside of a whole lot of other podcasts and writers and bloggers doing some really interesting and wonderful things uh, as they dig deeper into. Uh, uh, this crazy, beautiful world we live in, rabble.ca, news for the rest of us. And, and coming right right up, uh, a real fun uh, interview, a real treat for me with Koki Gedreuch and uh, talking about her new film, How to Build a Girl. Well, welcome to Face to Face. We're joined by a very special guest with us here today. Uh, I guess as my father would say, and now I'm going to, this is going to tip my age, but from across the pond, we've got Koki uh, Gedreuch here with us today to talk about her new film, How to Build a Girl. Uh, Koki, thanks for your time today.
1: Oh, thank you for having me. I'm really pleased to be here.
0: And it sounds and so so you are in London. Is this is this true?
1: I'm in London. Yes, and it's very dark here.
0: It's very I'm dark. I'm sitting in my
1: office in the garden.
0: You're sitting in your well lit <laughs> yeah. office
1: office in the
0: garden with my dog oh very nice okay so we've got a little bit of a community going on here this is this is good well listen we we're we're here to talk about about your new film how to build a girl world world premiere i believe at the toronto international film festival and Right out of the gate, before we even uh, step into the, to, to talking about the film and and the cast and some of the fun fun things that you guys get into and interesting issues, I just want to say congratulations and and uh, loved loved the film. I mean, what a what a what a thoughtful and charming and fun touching piece. So, thank thanks for how to build a girl.
1: Thank you so much. I'm really really glad you liked it. It was um it was a kind of labor of love and and I threw my whole self into it and worked on it for a long time so I'm so relieved that people are kind of liking it you know
0: and 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 you Koki, just send,
1: you send it out you send the right. film out and you're a bit like a kid you know and you just hope they're going to cope okay at school and make friends and it's, it feels a bit like that really
0: It's interesting Way you say that people yeah, say. it's interesting that you say you throw it out I was I was interviewing Canadian documentarian recently Alan Zweig, and he said when I asked him, kind of, you know, can you get, can can you kind of unpack what your film is about mm-hmm. for us, Alan? And he said, you know what, I actually don't really know what it's like, what it's about yet, and and I think what he was actually saying was, I need to see. I need to see how, how people react to it. I need to see what the audience actually has to say and how they how they respond and when they laugh and when they cry and when they applaud and so on. And I think there's something kind of cool and relational and interesting about that. And is 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 does that resonate with you?
1: It absolutely does, yeah. It's weird, you know. There's this kind of strange alchemy that happens when you sit in a room with a lot of other people and you know, this story that I've been I've been working on I've, the character, the central character. I've got so close to it's slightly bis- sort of bizarre and obsessive. After a while, you know, you get so entangled in that character, and and you sit in a room and you kind of you can just feel the rhythms of it, and you can sense and anticipate the sort of the tilts and the and the dips, and the kind of silences are really precious, and the laughs. Oh my God, you just you just wait for the laughs. My my sister's a performer, and she talks to me about how she is on stage with a you know with a live audience, and it's it sort of feels like that really. It feels like you're just living it with them in that moment. Um, so this and so, it's terrifying.
0: And it's terrifying. Well, I think it's interesting. As well, <laughs> yeah, terrifying as well. I can imagine because it's <laughs> it's all about. I would think it's all about discovery in the moment. You know, you can you can write and you can storyboard and you can. And craft and, and and plan, but but then you know you're wor- you're working with you know paradoxical, uh, you know interesting and and unpredictable human beings, right? <laughs> even even though they might be yeah. actors, and and isn't that kind of what How to Build a Girl is all about?
1: Yes, yes, she is she is a deeply paradoxical human being, and um, she's. She's kind of half-formed when you meet her, that's the thing. Um, So the journey, the journey you go on with her, I hope, is a kind of, a a sort of live, live journey of unfolding and discovery. Um, You know, she really is, she's really messy. She's really complicated. She has no self-knowledge during lots of the film. And so it's absolutely raw, um, and I think she's I think she's amazing because even kind of after nine months in the edit with that character, I was finding surprising odd things about her which mm. was sort of you know revelatory all the time.
0: How yeah, much, it's, uh, um, how it's the weirdest Co- thing. Cokie, how much? How I mean, I I understand that the novel that. Um, that um, Kate, Kate, Caitlin Morin wrote is somewhat yeah. autobiographical or semi, semi-autobiographical, I suppose. I, yeah. I would imagine every art piece is somewhat autobiographical. I'm not sure that's all that interesting of an insight. However, I wonder how, how much of you would you say is in Joanna's care in Beanie Heldstein's character in in the film did did you sort of smile in the <laughs> editing room did, were there moments of mm-hmm. you know uh, realization where you went wow yeah i mean cuz i i mean i i i felt like i was in some of those scenes if that makes any sense
1: oh that's good to hear that's good to hear there there's a lot of me in there um, but it's but but i My job, in a way, on this film was to be Catelyn's kind of conduit, you know. Mm. It's her story. It's her story and it's her life, Um, albeit fictionalised around the edges, but the core of it is her. But the really interesting dynamic is that Catelyn is very, very funny, loud, articulate, bonkers, provocative. She's an extraordinary sort of provocateurs really right, and right. i'm the opposite i'm quiet and sort of gloomy and sort of the very very i don't know the, the sort of the darker one <laughs> it's, it's, we're like yin and yang we really are i'm the goth and is, she's the kind of like a, rave that, queen is that on, your, so is that on your, I your business card koki came to the film sorry
0: is that on your business card quiet and gloomy me?
1: Yeah, it worked well.
0: <laughs> That's, yeah. um,
1: but I ca- so I came to it and I said, and 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 the script was chock full of jokes and gags, and that that was brilliant. And I said, the thing is, Catelyn, you also have this ability to write heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. And she said, you know, forget the heartbreaking, I want hilarious. And I said, no, 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 we're going to do both. So that was the me bit, really. The me bit in the film was allowing her humour to fly. I hope. But at the same time, give it a spin that that is, you know, more emotional or more um, soul-searching, I suppose.
0: Well, I think, you know, for me, this, I I don't know if you studied philosophy at all as a student, but for me, there's a, sure, it's a coming-of-age film. It's a a road movie, I mean, in a sense, uh, you know, certainly a personal road movie, and you, you, you referred to it as a journey but but there's a profoundly and deeply existential sort of angle to this film that here's this young woman who's who's not just finding her life but but really um, um making some really stark and and profound having these stark and profound realizations along the way you know and and the absurdity of it all i mean the scene with the hot tub and the the bikini made out of a bag and 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 just her her her, her her, yeah. her presence and her maturity there and yet to contrast that with some of the toilet room humor is just it's not only marvelous but I think it's quite profound in in its I don't know am I am I making it sound too academic I hope not because it's 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 such a delightful fun film as well uh, but I do think any great sort of narrative piece you know touches on some pretty uh common you know issues
1: yeah yeah absolutely I mean I just, I guess, my biggest hope for this is that that it reaches far and wide and feels universal. And so, I completely mm. agree with you. I think that that um, that you, you know, you can in a movie you can use all of those kind of tools and and all of those things are at your dispos. Those storytelling tools are, are at your disposal. And I. I felt like we had a film that could stand on a trapeze between sort of train wreck kind of humour and also, you know, very sort of strange, interesting, sometimes dark, sometimes provocative areas of sort of, you know, psychological, the psyche, really. Um, and I just, I, I just think a film can do it. Um, and sometimes it takes a lot of persuading <laughs> Of people around you, you know there were there were a lot a lot of um a lot of people that it tipped either in one direction too much or the other, and I just said we can do both guys we can do we literally can do both because she's a complicated character, and she she's gonna go to all those places and she, and and Catelyn wrote all those things she mm. did go to all those this is her life, you know
0: the, it's, uh, it's well, absolutely. I... I, you know, it's not. It's not just. And you must have really seen this as a filmmaker. You know, to to take that sort of the, as you say, the brilliance of the the jokes and the that comical approach. And Catlin saying, you know, I don't, I don't want the heartbreaking or the heartwarming. And and you said, no, we can do both because there's 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 so many of those moments. I mean, there are incredibly warm touching very human moments i mean how do you take uh, a a a young woman you know self-harming potentially having suicidal thoughts and turn it into this fabulous joke about you too i mean it's just it's it's absurd (laughs) that's that's
1: pure pure catelyn though seriously she's a genius at that stuff honestly um and and i guess i gave you know i gave her I gave her the platform, right, to sort of land the gag, if you like. If you like, yeah, it well, was the yeah, two of them. <laughs> and, and,
0: Well, and I think though, it was a joint you, effort. <laughs> well, and isn't that the beautiful part of 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 filmmaking and that collaborative angle to it, where you took you took that great, brilliant genius writing, you get this brilliant performance out of pretty much everyone in the film, frankly. But Beanie was was marvelous, at, and and it just it comes together and in such a a beautiful moment. So it's absurd and funny, and yet really important in telling uh, in in another in another sense. If that, yeah, I'm not sure if that that makes any sense or not, but but it's certainly how it landed for me.
1: I'm so glad. Honestly, it's the, you know this this is so helpful to me before Saturday <laughs> because my film <clears throat> gets its world premiere on Saturday. Oh, it is Saturday. I okay, really, good. Yeah, it's so nice to hear this stuff because I'm very nervous about it and. And kind of, yeah, sending it out into the world feels quite a big deal, really. You know, you you sort of sit with you sit with it for so long, and um, it's so intimate, isn't it, for so you long, must, and then well, suddenly yeah, it's out there.
0: You must lose. You must lose uh, so so much perspective uh, uh, along the way, just because you're so embedded, and you're so. I would think you would have to be pretty intimately. Uh, committed to, to the story in this in this particular case. I mean, this is not a job you're phoning in. I think you started the interview by saying this is a real labor of love for you. Can you can you talk a little bit more about that?
1: Oh, yes, absolutely. I mean, uh, oh, I mean, it's to to me, you know, this is a, this is a story that that is sort of brand new in a way. I mean, I have not seen this on on a screen before. And I so, I so want 15 year old girls to sit in the audience. I want a lot of other people to sit in the sure. audience. But I particularly want those girls to sit in the audience and see them up on the screen in a way that is kind of celebratory and kind of wonderful, but also real and messy, mm-hmm. and show them in all the crazy wild spectrum of, of life experience from good to bad and say it's going to be okay mm. you know it is actually going to be okay you can you can dip into all of this shit and all this stuff sorry am i allowed to swear <laughs>
0: yes yes go right ahead
1: cut that out sorry if i can't um you can just you can dip into all of these bad experiences and you'll be okay you know, you can reinvent yourself, you can re-ravel the unravelling and you can, b- you can make something brand new out of yourself because I really wish someone had said that to me at 15. Mm. You know, this was, this was really what kept me going. This, was, this is absolutely Catelyn's manifesto, you know. It's like, give, give a 15-year-old girl a really, really good message Tell that girl she can have sex with someone really inappropriate, and she won't die, Right. or she won't get incredibly ill because of it. Which is what you see in most films. <laughs> it's the strangest thing, honestly. Well, well I love the um, I
0: love the line. This is me for now.
1: I know. So do I. Isn't that, it's so just so I.
0: beautiful in light of what you're saying. That you know, it is going to be okay. What's the What's the one of the final lines in the film? You can rip it up and start again. I think.
1: Yeah. Exactly. And, um, I th- and
0: I think that's what, but, you know, when I was when I mentioned earlier, that sort of that existential sort of angle about about aren't we all kind of doing that, you know? So, yes, of course, we want 15 year old uh, young women to watch this film and to be empowered. And uh, I love I love, by the way, the opening about my adventure doesn't start with a boy. I just think that's so great. I know. Uh, it's just so wonderful. I it's. Just I was so going w-
1: to say I was sorry to interrupt. But I was actually yeah, go. going to say that, that that that, um, that you're absolutely right, that that, um, of course, that's, you know, speaking to the 15-year-old girl, but also to actually anyone who has been 15 and, you know, male, female, any, anybody, anybody who's, who's been through that, that, that sort of thing where you're doubting yourself and reinventing yourself and kind of facing down your demons and, you know, getting excited by your dreams. I mean, it's, it's that. It's absolutely
0: that. You know, it's, I don't want to, I I mean, you, 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 so many literary references, and I don't think Dante got a shout out in the film, but, but is John Kite, is he sort of the Virgil in, in this, uh, from Dante's Divine Comedy because I just so felt like he was the, I mean what a what a wonderful performance, uh, uh, Alfie Allen and, and by the way incredible cast and and it, it, no wonder it it, it took yeah you they good are they? <laughs> oh they're so wonderful it, just beautiful fun cameos Emma Thompson is just absolutely delightful Chris so O'Dowd everybody everybody is and there's something for me as a good old colonial to hear um, I'm not sure what kind of English accent that is but it just seems to make everything funnier if you ask me.
1: Wolverhampton, yeah, the very obscure accent that is about a sort of 40-mile radius in the Midlands of England. <laughs> and when we cast Beanie, um, I basically said, look, Bean, you know, she's, she's Californian, as you know, and I said, Bean, what are you going to do with this accent? And she said, look, you're going to have to cast somebody to deal with that accent, so it might as well be me.
0: <laughs>
1: and I just thought, good on you.
0: So, uh, well, I... Yeah,
1: John, John Kite, just to answer your question, mm-hmm. I don't know, you'd have to ask Catelyn that. Sure. I don't yeah. know. I mean, for for her, what she says about John Kite is that he he should represent every good-hearted, working-class um, sort of singer, musician that, that hung around in grubby bars and... Drank too much, smoked too much, and misbehaved, but 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 was a pure gentleman. That right. that would be her sort of summing. Um, it was very very particular, very specific, and casting him was really really important to me because I didn't want to just cast a sort of teen idol. I didn't want right. to cast a kind of. Do you, do you know what I mean? The pressure. I d- yeah, I no. I think, I
0: pressure. Think, yeah, well and he doesn't really come across that way. I mean, clearly he's a rock star in the film and he's a he's a person of note and, and he he's incredibly successful, et cetera, et cetera. But I think you and 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 Catelyn, and I guess, it turned turned that on its head in a sense in in Elfie's in performance, it seems to me, just in the way that he approaches it in such a uh, beautiful and and I think your word earlier that heartbreaking or heartwarming kind of a way.
1: Yeah, I agree. I thought it was, um, I thought it was w- wonderful from Alfie, and he, um, he sort of, I don't know, he wrapped his arms around it and owned that mm. that character in a way. It was just very calm and very earthed. Yes. Um, so that with all the sort of turmoil in the film at times. When you when she's with him, I mean, I slowed the camera down. I slowed mm. everything down. I slowed the editing down when they were together because I just felt when they were together, things just could calm down a bit.
0: Well, he's not he's not really very sex, drugs, and rock and roll, is he?
1: No, no. He. T- I don't know if you noticed, but in the hotel room when he sits on the bed and talks to, her, he takes his shoes off. <laughs> right. And I just I just love that little that little just character touch. Right. Um, He's not—he's not, he's not that rock and roll
0: no. <laughs> no, and I just—I just don't imagine—I just don't imagine too many rock and roll stars saying to somebody like uh, Joanna, "I want—I want the honor of being your friend." I mean, what a beautiful, beautiful—and isn't that something that we all want to hear from from our friends oh, and so or our family? Yeah,
1: so badly. And and again, you know, particularly, I showed the film. Quite a few times to you know young teenage girls, and the thing about young teenage girls is that's what that's what they want they mm. they want that it's that's the sort of romantic ideal
0: so so tell me tell and, and believe it or not, Koki, we're probably going to wrap up in in a, in a few few minutes here sadly, uh, but i guess okay, you're you're probably you're probably getting on a plane fairly soon, I would imagine head, heading uh, heading into Toronto. Um, um, uh, no doubt do you think this is I mean I think yeah. we've already kind of chatted about the idea that yes it's for young women uh, but there is something incredibly universal about this film and that can touch uh, a, a wide uh, sort of demographic I suppose but there's a sense for me yes. as a fairly young parent I have a my son Spencer's 14 he probably and and they're getting about the age where they're going to get uh, pissed off at me for talking about them on air but and Victoria is going to be 12 soon and I just I feel as if this is almost a prophetic tale for for parenting or for parents you know this is yes. how oh, to raise yes. children uh, this is how not to raise children if if you know what i mean
1: Yes, yes. Have you got your flat jacket on yet? By the way,
0: have I got my what?
1: Time, time to duck. <laughs> time to duck. Time. To, the oh yes, two right. <laughs> That's
0: right. <laughs> Sorry, the di- um, the digital delay there. I think got in the way of the the the, the, the me getting the joke. <laughs> but yeah, no kidding. I I was uh, I was fitted for my flat jacket just recently. Yeah.
1: Oh, they they can be fierce. Wow. I had I had one. Of mine was. Was so fierce. He he didn't speak to me. He just shook his teeth at me for about four years. <laughs> so, so I know what you're talking about. I mean, it's it's. Listen, the film. I really, I really hope that you know, people of any age will come and find you know the bit of it that they mm. relate to. I've mm. talked to women in their thirties, forties who remember being fifteen. I've talked to parents of fifteen-year-olds. I've talked. I've talked to you know guys who love the character of Paddy Considine, but, you know, so oh, he's wonder,
0: wonderful, by the way. Yeah.
1: yeah, who's in his kind of forties and he's an aging rocker. And I've, I've talked to lots and lots of guys who said to me, "I really know, I know him, and I love that character." It's not in an, in any way an exclusively female film. I would I would hate for that. You know, it's it has. A big, broad appeal, I hope, but I suppose that the b- sort of beating heart of it is johanna which is which is wonderful because she deserves to be there right at the center it 's her story
0: when you went in when you went in and and uh, I guess you maybe did you i mean maybe you could tell us a little bit as we wrap up a little bit about the the the, 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 the history behind it was it you reading the novel? Uh, meeting Catelyn, reaching out to her how did how did i mean you i think you said nine years labor of love. Um, that's a huge actually, commitment. actually
1: um she'd ri- uh, no she'd written the script and it had been in development a oh, while okay. and it yeah and i I hadn't come across it, and I was working with the producers on an, another show um, on harlot and um they said oh well we've got this this script, and we don't quite you know know where it's headed. So I came in, and um, we had this very intense year and a half of work together um, in the kitchen, actually, of our offices. <laughs> and we we kind of turned turned the script around together with Bonnie, our co-producer, and and then it very got, quickly got picked up and got funded. So it was really it was wonderful, actually. It was a it's a good experience in development. <laughs>
0: And did you know who you wanted for the the roles? Did you have a pretty good idea? Uh, was that a decision you made together, or was it sort of did it sort of fall into place as time went on?
1: Oh yeah, it fell into place. I had no idea at all. Um, we we were just like a it was like a sort of a, a blank page at the beginning, mm. and that, I mean, none of us had seen Ladybird Bird, and um, and so I met with lots and lots and lots of actors young actors Um, and suddenly one day the producer Alison Owen said to me have you seen this film there's this fantastic new actress that we should meet and it was Dean Mm. so it all fell it fell into place after that because you know she she was so she was so striking and so funny and so good in the audition it just Attracted everybody around her it was, it was amazing it well, was like a sort of, yeah her
0: per yeah. her performance is so uh it's just so engaging it draws you in from the get go and uh i mean i I love you know uh how how deeply uh, wise and mature she is and how sort of crazy and off the cuff she is and another i mean what i mean who would have thought that a film like this for me and this is this is i uh, i hope this comes across the right way but but uh, a fun film like this about you know coming of age story that could remind me that it's you know here, here the the line it's it's always sunny above the clouds how you know her character could remind me of that I just think that's that is a and beautiful, beautiful thing, Koki. I think what you've done here is w- wonderful. I, I, I really wish you well with the film. I, I, I think you're right. I think you're onto something here. I think there, this is something that 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 hasn't been done before. And 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 just what a, what a what a what a confluence of events. Great performances, great actors, great writing, uh, funny, funny as hell, and 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 such great music too. Uh, it's you, you guys oh. must you must have had a blast with that.
1: Yeah, yeah, we needed a banging soundtrack. That was just <laughs> that was just a given. <laughs> with yeah. Catelyn with Catlin on board, that was just gonna be great.
0: <laughs> oh, that's so um, well, then, yeah,
1: I mean well. I I totally agree. I think um I think she she's she just sort of gathers it all around her and um and is the beating heart of it and and you know, can can basically do funny sad in in just one look, mm. which is pretty special.
0: <laughs> well, I think you know not only will audiences, I think, have a whole lot of fun uh, with the film and, and really enjoy it, but I think they're gonna. I think there's something really deeply profound about that notion of funny sad, and there's there's some really, uh, you know, really great lessons to 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 be learned. A deeply relational film, it seems to me and uh, isn't, isn't that yeah. a wonderful thing thank you so much for your time uh, today we've been talking with Koki Gedroich about her new film How to Build a Girl uh, it's world premiere I think Koki, is that right? world premiere at the Toronto International Film Festival
1: yes, on Saturday
0: Yes. isn't that wonderful well thank you again and, and congratulations I, I wish you well with it and hope, hope we get to, to meet you face to face
1: yes, me too David thank you so much for having me